My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Attention. You're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show. America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism. And listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. So Biden finally speaks. Of course, he's using a teleprompter, but I guess it's as close as we're going to get and maybe as close as we want to get. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Welcome to the program. I am your host, Todd Huff. Our email, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. That's how you can reach yours truly. You can also find us on social media so long as we're allowed to be there. Todd Huff Show is the uh, account name for those platforms and we're Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, blah, blah, blah. I say that because who knows where they're going to put, <laughs> where they're going to take us down next. I just put an ellipses there and uh, we've already got the warning label from, or the warning from YouTube. So who knows? Best way to stay in touch is either to download the podcast or to sign up for our email newsletter, com slash subscribe. So anyway, I want to start here with some sound bites. From Biden, <laughs> you know, it's just remarkable to me. It, it's as though one of the things I marvel at is how Democrats, the media, Biden, the left, whatever, this group, you know who it is, the group that is at war with America as founded, the group that does not like, that doesn't like the foundational principles upon which this great nation was established and built it's amazing to me how they're able to get away with literally redefining what happened, what we all just experienced. And that's at least what part of this was about. Part of this speech was about, of course, blaming Trump. This is what the left does does best. They did it with Obama 
in 2008 and even in 2012. They had blamed Bush. I'm sure Bush is still responsible for something. Problem is, I don't know how many of their millennial voters even know there was a president named George W. Bush. Anyway, I'm kidding. Millennials, take it easy. Not exactly kidding, but yeah, I am kidding still. But this is an amazing ability they have of, of quite frankly, telling us things that aren't accurate, aren't true, that we all experience, but yet before our very eyes can can get away with saying ridiculous things because they've got political cover in the media. I wonder, by the way, as I say that, how many fact-checkers have fact-checked Biden's speech. When Trump would speak, there were almost real-time fact-checkers. Up, oh, uh, he said the most... Impressive recovery. This is technically the third greatest, you know, that sort of stuff. Not understanding hyperbole or how to communicate. I don't know. Just that's the other thing, too, is is Biden. And this was definitely not a pep talk. This was not a pep talk as Trump's, uh, you know, Trump would be optimistic and all this sort of stuff. And I don't want to I don't want to be fair here. It wasn't all doom and gloom from. Um, some of these things that you'll you'll hear this morning, but it is in another sense it is doom and gloom, um, because underlying all of this is the need for the government to step in and to save us effectively from ourselves, or at least from from President Trump. So I want to play a couple of these sound bites. Here's Biden again, starting off by blaming blaming President Trump as the left does. They blame their predecessors incessantly. He doesn't do it by name here, but I mean, obviously we know what's going on. But this is Biden kicking off this speech last night with the help of a teleprompter. They're not letting this guy, I, I mean, we're we're over 50 days in. This guy has not been in front of a, uh, of the media without the teleprompter, which is the, this is the only time he has been in front of, media or cameras so to speak and but they're not going to let him out there without something to something that they've written for him to say and they're not even excited about that or they would have done this they would have done this sooner anyway here's biden talking about the previous administration and how they effectively have i guess caused and created this crisis Good evening, my fellow Americans. Tonight, I'd like to talk to you about where we are as we mark one year since everything stopped. Did he say to light? I'm going to play that. I didn't catch that the, when I listened to this earlier. Did he say to light instead of tonight? Let's listen to that again. Good evening, my fellow Americans. Tonight, I'd like to talk to you about where we are. That's not tonight. As we mark one year since everything stopped because of this pandemic. A year ago, we were hit with a virus that was met with silence and spread unchecked. Denials for days, weeks, then months. That led to more deaths, more infections, more stress, and more loneliness. Photos and videos from 2019 feel like they were taken in another era. The last vacation, 
A last birthday with friends. A last holiday with extended family. Quite inspirational. While it was different for everyone, we all lost something. A collective suffering. A collective sacrifice. A year filled with the loss of life and the loss of living for all of us. But in the loss, we saw how much there was to gain. Oh my gosh. It's lines like that. And the loss, we saw how much there was to gain. Blaming Trump, of course, which we know this is, again, what they're going to do. Remember, though, I, again, this is I, – I, you lived through this, and I know you remember this. I'm, these comments are really directed at people who are asleep at the will, who don't pay any attention to this stuff. But remember when Trump did things like, I don't know, shut down travel with China, as Trump would say, China? Not going in and out of China because it's the China virus. Remember that? Trump shut it down. And Biden, if you remember, Biden didn't come on board with being in favor of shutting down travel with China until much later. In fact, if we had waited, if we had waited to take Biden's lead on that, by his own definition here, we would have been living in denial for days, weeks, months and so forth, that led to more deaths. So I guess Biden, by his own admission, would have been in favor of policies that would have led that would have led to more deaths. I, I still want to know what they think. What should we have had zero coronavirus um, infections in this country? Is that what we should have had? Is the is the image here or the argument that we would have had zero cases of coronavirus if Biden or if Hillary were president of the United States at the time that this uh, that this kicked off, that this started to spread, you know, you could actually make the case if you didn't have people in positions of power in the world. Actually, there's no case to be made. This is factually accurate. That if you didn't have people running a country like China that candidly controlled information, controlled the media, lied, covered up, secretive in their dealings because they don't have true freedom of the press. They have absolute power. They don't need to cooperate with anyone as to far uh, as far as to what they tell them and so forth. You can actually make the case because of that, because of that mentality, this problem swelled out of control in China, as Trump would say, and that is the reason that it spread. It wasn't because of other leaders around the world. Certainly there were steps that could have been taken in fact, I would say that those steps were taken. We know more about COVID-19 and the coronavirus in March of 2021 than we had any idea about in March of 2020. Folks, I remember I remember reading articles. You know, remember people wiping down their groceries. Remember Fauci telling us not to wear a mask. Now we're supposed to wear two masks. Remember, I, I I remember reading articles. I told my wife this the other day. She didn't believe me that this was true because I don't think we, I, I don't think I mentioned this at the time. I thought about mentioning it on this program, but there were articles that had questions: Is COVID is the coronavirus spread through um, basically passing gas? <laughs> I mean, these are the sorts of the folks had 
we've learned so much is the point about about coronavirus and we've had time to 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 do that but folks were worried about you know all sorts of ways of transmitting or i guess getting the disease getting the virus and now they we've learned we didn't have all that information there's one of the one other pl- uh, soundbite i want to play here from biden's speech which was quite up like as I was playing that, I realized how depressing, and I understand, you know, that they, they want to look, uh, you know, this, you have to deal with this delicately because there has been a loss of life. But we also need a leader to bring us, uh, to, to push past this, to get us back to normal, um, and to relinquish some of the government's powers that have been taken here by force the problem is that's not necessarily what the democrat party definitely not not what the radical left wants anyway i want to share this too this is biden talking about not only have we lost uh, we've lost kind of faith in a lot of things but we've lost faith in oh my goodness the government's ability to fix our problems play this soundbite and then i've got to take a break but listen to this this is biden again going through some of the costs of this virus. This is a little, maybe about a 90-second clip. Here you go. I'll close with this. We've lost so much over the last year. We've lost family and friends. We've lost businesses and dreams we spent years building. We've lost time, time with each other. And our children have lost so much time with their friends, time with their schools. No graduation ceremonies this, this spring. No graduations from college, high school, moving up ceremonies. You know, and there's something else we lost. We lost faith in whether our government and our democracy can deliver on really hard things for the American people. But as I stand here tonight, we're proving once again something I've said time and time again to the probably tired of hearing me say it. I say it to foreign leaders and domestic alike. It's never, ever a good bet to bet against the American people. America is coming back. The development, manufacture, and distribution of vaccines in record time is a true miracle of science. And Trump. It's one of the most extraordinary achievements any country has ever accomplished. Praise for Trump here. We also just saw the Perseverance rover land on Mars. Stunning images of our dreams that are now reality. Another example of the extraordinary American ingenuity, commitment, and belief in science and one another. And today, I signed in the law the American there Rescue Plan. Yeah, so he passed. They, he signed that yesterday. In fact, Jen Psaki said Americans can expect um, money in their accounts even as early as this weekend. But we lost faith in whether our government and our democracy can deliver on really hard things for the American people. Folks, I don't know about you, but I've not had much hope that the government could do anything. In fact, Reagan said the most dangerous words, the nine most dangerous words that you could hear are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. We didn't lose that confidence. See, the, the, the narrative is Americans had all this faith in their government and faith in their leaders, and our democracy was working just fine. And then suddenly, this guy named Donald J. Trump came along and ruined all that. 
And now look at the consequences. We have coronavirus and COVID-19 that's ravaged this nation. Businesses have been shut down. I love how government acts like they had nothing to do with that whatsoever. Just talking about these things as though their policies had no impact. And now he's saying that we lost faith in our government because of Trump, right? I mean, that's the implied message here. President Trump caused us to lose faith in our government. It's a sad thing. But now I'm here. He doesn't say that, but he does. I'm here to fix this. You shouldn't bet against the American people. I agree with that. You shouldn't bet against the American people. But what that has to do with government is literally zero. I don't want to bet against the freedom, the power that the freedom has for the American people, the prosperity that causes, the ingenuity that that leads to. Those things are the things that I wouldn't bet against the American people on. You give them freedom and choice and opportunity and get out of their way, great things will happen. You insert yourself as the federal government. You try to solve all of our problems. You take our money, our resources, our freedom, our liberties, our choice. That's not betting against the American people. That's not a vote, I guess, for the American people. That instead is a vote for the federal government. You will not hear me or anyone who understands um, true freedom and liberty saying that that's the same thing as voting in favor or standing uh, in, in support of what the American people can accomplish. Anyway, timeout is in order here. Next segment's going to be short because uh, the, the third segment, I'm going to uh, share our monthly conversation with Matt Lamb of the College Fix, who comes on this program to tell us what's going on with all things in education and in um, on college campuses and some of the crazy stuff we deal with there. But a timeout is in order. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in a minute. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. of last night's speech was that the Democrats are back in charge. Everything is fine. They will fix the problems that have been created by President Trump. That's effectively, that's it in a nutshell. The adults, they want you to believe, are back in charge. Except for that is not true. In fact, if you look at where Democrats are running the show, Gavin Newsom, there's a recall effort for him, which looks to be, um, you know, he's look like he's going to be on the path for a recall vote. Who knows the results of that, but that's not a, a simple task to accomplish. We've got Governor Cuomo. My goodness, a year ago, this guy was heralded as the greatest thing ever, and he was single-handedly responsible for saving uh, navigating New York through the coronavirus. Now we've got, what I think even de Blasio, he's up here on the screen now, I think he's calling for the resignation of Cuomo. Democratic Congress men and women in New York are calling for either his resignation or impeachment. Cuomo doesn't seem to act like he's done anything wrong. Of course, this is mostly about how he's treated women, which is, you know, it's thing, another thing altogether. But it, we're talking about COVID here. Um, he also, it's as though the COVID stuff has gotten overshadowed by these accusers, which again, I'm not minimizing, please don't misunderstand, but making decisions that lead to the deaths of people in your state and then covering those up is atrocious. It's, I mean, is it not the worst thing that a political leader, politician can do? Anyway, I want to, I want to really quickly say this. You know what? I, I saw this I saw this on Fox this morning, and this is this is just one tiny, tiny example, but I find this very humorous. The, this is kind of, in a nutshell, what government has always, always done, right? The government tells us it's going to do stuff, and then it's not Trump that, I guess, caused this to come upon the American people. It's just the nature of, of government. One of Biden's um, one of Biden's aides was talking to immigrants uh, dealing with the border. Biden advisor botches her Spanish. It took me a second to find this article here. Mistakenly tells migrants border is not closed. So the whole point, I, I love this. This, to me, encapsulates the how government really just cannot do the most basic of things. Her single miss, mission here, and she, she is Roberta Jacobson. She tries to speak to the, uh, to the immigrant crowd, and she thinks she'll break out her Spanish. And instead of telling them, the border is closed, which is La Frontera está cerrada. She says, La, fron- uh, la Frontera no está cerrada. 
which means the border is not is not open. Or excuse me, the border is not closed. She tells them the border is not closed. She quickly corrects herself. And I guess even the way Fox writes about this, it's a, it's a slip of the tongue, which I'm not saying it's not a slip of the tongue. To me, it's just a microcosm. This is what happens. This is why one of the reasons why government should be doing things strictly that it's assigned to do. It shouldn't be over, you know, making huge, uh, having control over our lives. I think what government should do and what government is doing, I think those two things are so different. If we had a government that was doing strictly the things it was set up to do by our founders, we would not recognize this country one iota. We really wouldn't in a good way. Who knows how many more achievements and developments and prosperity and liberty we would have if we didn't have the government in the way. Now, that's a tiny example, but the point is that's always existed, right? We've always had government out there doing things or trying to do things, making problems worse most of the time. And it's not because Trump was our president. And Biden's certainly not going to fix that. Look at look at what's happened in seven weeks. We talked about this earlier this week. We got a crisis on the border. We got gas prices shooting up. We've got we're spending like there's no tomorrow. Uh, we're bombing Syria. We're I mean it's it's unbelievable what we've the the amount of things that have happened here in this short period of time. But I got to take a timeout. When we come back, I want to play my conversation, my interview with Matt Lamb of the College Fix. He always comes here. Tells us what's going on on college campuses in the world of education, enlightening us to some of the things maybe we didn't know about. Sometimes he just adds more context to some of the things we've already talked about, but it's always a pleasure to speak with him. I'll share that when we get back. Sit tight. Back here in just a minute. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at MyPillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the College Fix interview series brought to you by Apprentice University. If you're tired of your teen's Christian, conservative values being persecuted, visit us at Apprentice University in Brownsburg, where students gain real-life experience and confidence through unique learning and networking opportunities. Well, I'd like to welcome back to the program a friend of this show, Matt Lamb, assistant editor of the College Fix. We go through things on a, on a monthly basis now that's happening in the world of education, on college campuses, and so forth. Matt, it's always good to have you. How are you, sir? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Well, it's our pleasure, and... Um, you know, you've always, um, I guess, enlightened us to some of the things that are that are happening out there, and some of the things we talk about on the program as well. But there's been some things that you add some depth to, and you've also um, revealed that we hadn't talked about on this program before. But I want to look at one of these articles that recently posted on your website, um, entitled "Top Digital Journalism Professor at Columbia Calls for Censor." censorship of conservative media tell us a little bit about what's going on here and help us understand the depth and the magnitude of really what they're trying to do to silence alternative viewpoints sure so um there are several uh congressmen congresswomen who um held a hearing about you know misinformation the right-wing media ecosystem and they actually sent letters to different um, streaming companies, cable providers like AT&T, um, Comcast, Dish, et cetera. And they, you know, asked, like, what are you doing to stop misinformation? So, of course, there isn't a clear law yet, but it's sort of a, you know, it's kind of implied that they're from the government and that if they don't, you know, take down um, providers or, I'm um, sorry, companies like Newsmax, One America News Network, Fox News, uh, that they could face further regulation. And actually, Emily Bell, who's a professor of journalism at Columbia University, said that she testified there. She said she supports, you know, targeting, quote, misinformation about things like the election and COVID-19, um, which is really troubling that a j- journalism professor is targeting the media. It kind of reminds you of that professor at um, Mizzou a couple years ago who asked about bringing over some muscle to remove a student journalist who's reporting on the protests there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's remarkable. You've got a professor, number one, journalism professor. Secondly, you've got Columbia University. I mean, we're looking at kind of the, I guess, the belly of the beast as far as uh, as, as liberalism is concerned here. And they're, they're literally sending out letters, as you pointed out, um, to say, what are you doing to silence... Uh, misinformation that's that's the term right misinformation which right. i mean you've you studied and you're in this world of, of Folks, journalism i guess things. for the listener i mean a, a journalist should be interested in trying to present uh, people say both sides but present the the argument or the the debate or what have you the story um from two or from from multiple viewpoints without inserting him or so, herself into the story and 
what what is actually meant by misinformation? I mean, it sounds like a, a good thing to to prevent, but what is? I mean, what's the term? Right. Yeah, how do we define this? What is what does that even mean? So you know, it definitely means um, viewpoints that are more likely to be taken up by conservatives about voter fraud, election irregularities, um, and of course, those are often lumped together. That if you question Pennsylvania's uh, you know, vote counting, uh, that's lumped in with you believe Joe Biden is not the president. And there's obviously a lot more nuance. Um, what's actually interesting is one of the things involved in the letter is uh, misinformation around the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. What's interesting about this is actually the New York Times, which I'm sure is more well-read among the Columbia Journalism um, Department, maybe than Fox News, um, actually misreported information. They, they claim that um, a Capitol Hill officer was tragically killed being struck by a that's fire right. extinguisher. Mm-hmm. And now that's come out um, that it was more likely due to, due to a stroke. And of course, it's tragic no matter what. But it, it kind of goes to show that, you know, journalists should try to find the facts as best as we know them at the time and then continually pursue the truth. We're going to be finding out things about what happened on January 6th two years from now, mm-hmm. five years from now, let's say. Uh, maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration. So, you know, what's misinformation, we know most likely be things that liberals don't like, and it won't be media misreporting from the New York Times or Politico. Well, it's interesting. You know, I have people say things about about me. You can't do something like this without getting – I don't want to make this about me, but it, it happens to anybody, um, even – people listening to my my voice i mean we have people that make accusations against us that are not that are not true you, one could say it's misinformation but my natural inclination if i decide to address it is to explain how it's incorrect and wrong i don't say oh my goodness you know don't let them be able to to say what they think i'm really getting at i mean this is a dangerous way to – how do we have the free exchange of ideas when there's, there's this sort of pressure being put on uh, journalists or um, those that actually right. want to be fair or these outlets even more so? I mean they don't want to have their licenses revoked or they don't want to be slammed with some fine or penalty or some lawsuit. So this is heading in a really dangerous direction. Well, it's actually interesting. Just one last point is that for all the talk about how – you know, former President Trump targeted the media. It's actually a common thing that we see when Democrats come into office. Um, some of your listeners, you may remember about 10 years ago when President Obama was in office, he had suggested sending um, Federal Communication Commission uh, staffers. These are the people who oversee cable and radio, um, different standards, uh, for example, into newsrooms to see how they were equitably mm-hmm. covering issues. I think it was labeled. So, the you know the attacks on the media um, actually aren't just from from Donald Trump and and maybe you know Republicans. It actually comes a lot under Democratic administrations and a Democratic controlled Congress, as we can see pretty clearly right here. Well, and there's a difference too, Matt. Like when Trump would say fake news, I mean that that is not an assault on the First Amendment. The, the assault right. on the First Amendment would be if Trump said, and I'm not saying you're saying this. It's just making me think right. these these line of thoughts, but. Trump didn't say they couldn't say what they were saying. He didn't threaten to shut them down. He didn't threaten to, you know, 
increased bureaucratic pressure to make things more difficult. He's just challenging the notions of the things that they're saying. And as I've said on this program, put your big boy and big girl pants on and actually explain why Trump's wrong because Trump's not always right, right? I mean, so explain right. why he's wrong. And they don't want to do that. In fact, they prefer in truly silencing the other side, which is a terrifying place to live. And it's not just uh, the world of, of, of media, but you have another story here. We have a couple minutes to get to, but another story I wanted to at least touch on here. New teacher standards are dangerous for pro-life teachers and students uh, and activists warned. So this is something that you actually wrote. So what is really quickly kind of paint the picture as to what's going on and why we should be concerned about this too. So Illinois updated its teacher certification standards, and there's a committee in the state that oversees different regulation of occupations and approves new regulations. And part of these standards to be an approved teacher certification program, which means basically if you want to be a certified teacher in the state, is that you have to um, embrace, you know, diversity, equity, consider your students' experiences. None of those things particularly are particularly, you know, bad in terms of understanding students learn differently and have different backgrounds. But the first draft, the first draft of the the first draft of the standards actually said that teachers should be prepared to embrace to quote embrace progressive viewpoints. Fantastic. So we know that they were, you know, they kind of say now they said the quiet part, quiet part out loud the first time. And then due to um, backlash, they tried to tone it down. But this will basically just open up the door for teachers to justify um, a variety of assignments, um, promoting different leftist causes. Yeah, and if you have standards that – and this is the, and the the technique and the strategy, whether it's in media or whether it's in education, is to say, hey – um, you know, you you've embraced these principles that sound good on paper, but when you take the next step and look at how they want to apply them, that often means that you have to silence viewpoints that maybe someone in the classroom finds offensive, which could be a pro-life stance or a pro-Second Amendment stance or whatever the case may be. And suddenly, there's no representation in. Uh, you know, you can't you can't say those ideas on Hulu because the government's pressuring them or, you know, whatever satellite carrier. Right. You can't say them on your podcast because Apple podcast is taking your podcast down. You can't say them on YouTube or Facebook. You can't say them in the classroom. And suddenly um, they've got a one party rule and everyone's adopted the ideology of the left because that's the only thing that we can even talk about and hear about is that's I mean. This is one tiny, you know, cog in the wheel, but it's it's that's the overarching, I guess, intention, is it not? Yeah, I mean, it certainly opens the door to that. Just one more quick point, you know, it says something about uh, view history, teach through the lens of systemic racism and address it. Well, if I'm a liberal teacher and I want to shut up someone's viewpoint, I just have to slap the systemic racism label on it. Mm -hmm. So the student who says, you know, I'm pro-life, I oppose abortion. All I have to do as a teacher, which I'm now empowered partially to do through these different standards, is say, well, that actually um, is racism because of X, Y, Z, because, you know, however, whatever reason their argument would be why um, minorities are more likely to have abortions or, or, or need, quote, unquote, need abortions. Of course, no one needs an abortion. Um, so it, it gives them cover, I would say, um, to 
to silence conservative viewpoints. Well, Matt, I appreciate the work that you, you do. It's always good to have you on here. If folks want to read more about these or other things that you and your team uh, are producing on a regular basis, where can they find that? Yeah, um, the collegefix.com um, is the you know quickest way to get to us. Um, subscribe to our newsletter so we can reach you. We do have Facebook and Twitter, um, so follow along for now. But, of course, um, you know we've already been slapped with a couple Facebook fact checks that aren't real fact checks. So collegefix.com, bookmark it, visit us you know, every morning, 15, 20 minutes, to get caught up with higher ed news. Well, Matt, we appreciate it. We'll talk again here soon, sir. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks, Matt. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at MyPillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. By the way, this program is brought to you in part, <clears throat> excuse me, by our friends at AIA, AIA in Avon, Avon Insurance Associates, website AIA, the number four, AIA4lowrates.com. Rick and his team can help with your insurance needs, whether they be business or personal. Check them out. Give them a call, 317-718-1747, or visit their website, AIA, the number four, lowrates.com. Got an email here. I'm never, I, these, again, the way that we try to redefine history, even in a short window, like, you know, we're, we're marking the one year mark. I'm watching now as moms reflect on the pandemic on Fox News. Moms, I guess dads don't have anything to reflect. Oztol, well, I said it's because dads don't take care of the kids. (laughs) She was kidding. Take it easy. But anyway, I got this email during the break from the New York Times, and it says this, hope as a public health tool. The first line of this, and this is reflecting on COVID and so forth, but the first line of this piece in the New York Times says this, the early coronavirus mistakes were mostly mistakes of excessive optimism. Do what? 
folks, remember this day last year, whatever it was, if it was the 13th, I think Oz told me it was Friday the 13th last year that basically everything came to a screeching halt and so forth. Excessive optimism? Is that the <laughs> is this the analysis the New York Times? And I'm not look, I'm not diminishing what we've been through. I'm not um, you know, minimizing any of the suffering or the sickness or the death. I'm not but I'm saying we a lot of the problems that we created were because not because of excessive optimism. I think you can actually make the case it was because of excessive panic and negative, uh, you know, negative thinking, right? I mean, we literally, I, I listened to this, this whole vaccine and uh, this, the talk now of, of now what the government's going to let you do. We're going to let you have people in your house and people are cheering. A doctor wrote a prescription jokingly. I mean, with, I mean, not as a joke, but gave it to a grandma that said you can hug your child now or grandchild now. Excessive optimism? That's optimism to the New York Times, I guess. Not to me, but I've got to take a break. Be back here in just a minute. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TODD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TODD. I just can't get over that people think that our major problem with COVID was over an excessive amount of optimism. Over optimism, writes uh, David Leonard from the New York Times. Over optimism. Is that even pessimism is the nature, is the natural inclination of most people. Pessimism. Schools are closed. He's talking here in this article about restaurants being people being over optimistic and opening them. The mask mandates dropping. Look at the panic that's destroyed lives and businesses and financial resources and so forth. I got to go. Have a great weekend. SDGC Monday. Take care. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at MyPillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. 
But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD.